Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Each episode features educators sharing their practical ideas to put more science, technology, engineering, and math into every classroom every day. For show notes and more information, visit dailystem.com. Here's your host, Chris Woods. Well, I'm so excited to have Chris Anderson as our guest on the STEM Everyday Podcast today. He is really doing some incredible things in a local small town market to, to help bring science and STEM education alive for kids in the classroom. And, and I think it's going to be a good reminder for all of us that STEM doesn't have to be going to NASA and going to the Smithsonian, but, but there is STEM all around us every day. So uh, I'm excited that we get to hear some ideas from Chris. Welcome to the show today, Chris. Boy, it's great to be here. Yeah, and and first off, I want to direct everybody. Your website is Science Around Cincy, um, Cincinnati is mm-hmm. short for. Uh, but SciAroundCincy.com is the website, and of course, that'll be in the show notes as well. You started it in 2019. This is just a really cool idea, Chris. Tell us about it. So I've been kind of kicking around this idea for a little while. I've done some had done some science communication stuff in the past with a a mm-hmm. blog I had I had started and. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do something more local and uh, feature some local scientists. So I ended up getting connecting with someone at the one of the local colleges, Northern Kentucky University, mm-hmm. and he was a, a, a lecturer about of uh, electronic media and broadcasting. And I, he was a really good thought partner. Like we were, yeah. his, and his office is filled with like Star Wars toys and GI Joes. <laughs> So we became very quick friends. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we, we, I told him I wanted to do a, almost like a feature of, of different scientists around the city. And uh, he kind of helped me walk through that, that process. And we got a little bit of funding. And then our, our, our production team is actually a Northern Kentucky University students. So it's, it's for students, you know, middle school students to get them engaged with science and get them interested in STEM careers. But it's also built by, college students. So they're getting that experience and, and um, you know, that exposure as well. They're, they get their work out there. Yeah. So, and, that, and that's actually a really good idea. If an educator is thinking at all about making some videos and you're like, I don't really know how to do this. Look for those upper high school kids right. or look for some college students in, in your yeah. area. Oh, absolutely. And, and there's, I mean, there, uh, these days there's so many resources online. It's not like it was, you know, 20 years ago where the editing room, like you literally cut you literally left film on the floor where you had to cut it and paint. Like, right. there's not really any of that anymore. It's it's so so easy. You can film things on on your phone. Most mm-hmm. of those cameras are just as good as something like a, like a Sony or anything like that. You're gonna spend a couple hundred bucks on, and then right. you know, iMovie's free and. Or you can go down. I, I I went down to my local library. That's how I started. They have a makerspace and they had a bunch of Macs, and I would film a bunch of stuff and I'd edit it at the library and then I'd come home. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But that's what, that's what teachers are always looking for. What are those easy ideas that yep. I can do, whether to engage my own kids in a different way or to get my kids making something and, and getting kids to, to think about that video making process? Chris, I mean, you've got some experience in, in technology and different things like that. Chris is actually an instructional coach at Hamilton County ESC in the Cincinnati Public School District area. But you didn't have to be this like trained videographer or anything no no i yeah and that's not my yeah that's obviously not my background Uh, i I taught high school science for five years but before i started doing some other things and then getting into coaching but yeah there's there's so much online and you're right the kids know this some of this these technology skills 
uh, oftentimes better than us. And I think it's also really important to give them an opportunity to not just to create and, and communicate and do that sort of thing, but also to teach us. And, you know, if, like kids are a great resource in, in yeah. how to put some of that stuff together. Yeah. And they might know somebody on their street, on their block, yeah. uh, in their community of, of friends and, and relatives and things like that, that they could interview that, that maybe you don't know of as a teacher. And, yeah. and just getting kids to think about that creating process, not just for a project to hand in either as well. I always tell, I always tell teachers, you know, don't remember the kid, like they might, kids might not know as much as you, but they're still smart. And you can <laughs> prove that by giving them your phone and they're going to do things on your phone that you didn't even know was, was possible. Right. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. Teaching your kids not to, to, to do projects and create, not just for an assignment and, and to manage that. And that's something we don't really, uh, learn as educators until we're in the classroom how to project manage, you know, because when you've got eight or ten different student groups working on a project and it's all kind of going in a different direction and maybe, it, maybe it's an engineering project, like I know when I started, I didn't know how to manage that. Right. And, and, and I, and making a, a video series is kind of the same way you're, you're project managing, you're, you're, you're working with all these different groups of people and you're, you know, you're, you got to communicate and you got to have, you know, regular, you know, benchmarks and check-ins and, you know, you got to give them feedback and all those sort of skills that you don't really, you don't really learn when you're going through teacher training, but you end up learning kind of on the job. And those are skills that we want our kids to learn uh, so that they can be ready Absolutely. for all types of jobs and careers. And, and let's actually jump into that right now, Chris. And again, we're chatting with Chris Anderson from Science Around Cincinnati. Uh, again, SciAroundCincy.com. You can find it. And you're making these videos and, and they're really good quality. And actually, they're on YouTube. You can find them there as well. Uh, but you're going to actually get to have them on local PBS stations. That's, that's, a, that's pretty cool, Chris. It is, it is cool. It, it, it's it's a kind of a testament to the, the people who've worked on the project, the, the yeah. students who have, uh, who have done it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. You know, we, we got just a little bit of money and we've been able to stretch it pretty far. And we've gotten a lot of good feedback from it, not just from, you know, adults in the community or, or other scientists or, or, you know, people like that, but from kids too, which to me yeah. is the most important review. If, if, a, if a classroom of fifth graders is it, it watches that first episode on the frog cryobiologist. You know, she she researches how frogs are able to freeze through the winter, and at the end of that, they're asking, "Well, well, what about the frogs? Like, I, like, what about this? How many species of frogs live where we live?" And well, it was you know in the fifties all last week. Are the frogs okay? I, yeah. I heard that that was the thing I, I heard I heard a lot of from some of the teachers is like you know they, they're worried about the frogs like okay that's good that means they're 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 there's an investment there they care about uh, about what they just watched they care and they care about their their local environment too which right. is really great right and they're gonna want to take off and find new information they're gonna want to look yeah. up stuff and 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 even though you're focusing on different scientists and people doing uh, crazy cool STEM careers in the Cincinnati area. Uh, these really are, are just great videos for any kid anywhere to watch. And Right. Well, and we wanted to make the, the scientists tangible. I think, like you said, we, sometimes we think of scientists as these, you know, lab-coated folks that live in the ivory tower or in these, 
you know, bunker labs, you know, <laughs> testing this stuff. Right. And With the bubbling, not, all the bubbling glassware. and <laughs> Right. Uh, you know, and it, it's not really like that. You know, it's, it's um, most scientists are just people with a good sense of curiosity and who can observe and document what they observe, right? So for example, we were actually filming uh, in Mammoth Caves and what the scientist there who is doing her research on is how the caves form. And what she does is she uh, puts these limestone rocks, they're, they're, all, they're not quite boulders, but they're good size, they're good size rocks. And she has a couple different steel pins, like epoxied on there. And what she has then is she, she'll make measurements on how much the rock is eroded. Okay. That's all it is. And she's like, so like the pins hold up this, um, this like plate. And as the rock goes down, she can measure the distance between the bottom of the plate and the rock over time as, as that rock is being eroded by the underground rivers. Um, and, and really it's, it, the math is uh, rate equals distance over time. Like that's all she's doing. <laughs> that's and, pretty cool. Yeah. And now, now she's using like, you know, a $500 micrometer so she can measure to within a couple of hundreds of a millimeter, but, right. but it's the same, it's the same idea, right? Like she makes a measurement of distance. She waits a certain amount of time and then she makes another measurement of distance and she just does the math. Yeah. And, and that's, that's really it. <laughs> and, and for, I can think of so many different classroom examples that, that's that's all we're looking for as teachers. Yeah. We're trying to find those those simple ideas, those those ways that people are actually using the science, and technology, engineering, and math that we talk about in our classrooms mm-hmm. in those real jobs, those real careers. And and really, there's a wide variety on the videos that you've made, Chris, of of different types of careers, um, different types of people doing, like you said, all different types of jobs that aren't just lab cody people. Right. Well, and we wanted to get a good diversity of scientists, not just in the field that they work in, but their background as well. You know, we, we didn't want, you know, the same type. Of, we, we wanted kids to be able to identify with, yeah. the, with the scientists. Right. You didn't kids. just want a bunch of people that look like Einstein. I get it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and, and they're showing the different types of science is, as well, because you may have some student that you know, the frogs don't really do it for them. They're like frogs, whatever. I, I don't care. But you could, you know, one of the other episodes where that we're looking at the fossils in Cincinnati, because it's the, this part of the country is some of the best for Ordovician fossils, you know, 400 some odd million years ago. Uh, or, you know, we've got an episode that's going to come out uh, either this week or next week. These guys have engineered a, uh, a solution for firefighters to be able to jump out of four or five story buildings without hurting themselves. Wow. So it's a whole repelling system that they've been able to shrink down to like the size of a hockey puck. And it's really just friction. <laughs> it's turning, it's turning potential energy into thermal energy instead of kinetic energy. So those fire firefighters hit the ground at a, at a low velocity as opposed to a higher one. That's awesome. And that's, it, yeah, that's really it. <laughs> yeah. And just looking through like the list of, of some of the different scientists on, on the science around Cincy website, uh, you got frogs, cryobiologists, like you mentioned, extinction savers, chemistry detective, backyard naturalist, uh, trilobites, genes in the brain, alternative therapy. Those are things when kids think of what a, a STEM job is like, mm-hmm. sorry to explain it, but they just think math teacher, science teacher, yep. and, and engineer, s- maybe somebody, yeah, somebody does some research in a lab. So, I think so much we need to make sure that we're pushing 
to, to help connect what we're teaching in the classroom and talking about STEM with actual careers. And we can't just fall back on the whole, uh, the careers haven't been invented yet. The careers are going to change. No, we have to point out these real exciting careers that, kid, that people are doing already. So um, you also take people exploring, I guess you could say. You're, you're not just going into a lab. You're also going outside, those outdoor classrooms. Yeah, we tried to do take as many people on site as we as we possibly could, uh, and and show them. You know, scientists do their work out out in the field. They do it with, uh, you know, with all, in all sorts of areas. And I think that was important too. And we kind of figured out as we went on what made a good episode. And mm-hmm. a lot of that was not just uh, going into the field and and seeing an experimental setup, but also making sure that we are working with someone who's passionate about their work. And not that the people we didn't feature weren't passionate, but we wanted to make sure that we featured that, their, their passion as well, like what got them excited about science in the first place. Right, just to, to jump into a couple other things here with you, Chris, again, we're chatting with Chris Anderson from uh, your idea, this is your brainchild. This is such a, such a great idea, science around Cincy. Hopefully in the future, there'll be science around all different other types of towns. Um, yeah. And, uh, but again, you can find it at sciaroundcincy.com. Uh, of course, all the links are in the show notes as well. So some of the things that you're doing, Chris, is trying to, to help show kids the, the link between uh, the STEM in the classroom mm-hmm. and the STEM in the, in the videos, these, these different careers. So walk us through an episode. What, what kind of things can people expect to see when they, when they watch one? So we usually uh, start with, you know, talking to the scientists again about their passion, what they do, mm-hmm. what what inspired them to go into science in the first place. Yeah. Um, the the episode uh, with Corey Christopher, he's a backyard naturalist. He just tells the story. He saw this flower, and it was weird looking, and he was just like, I don't understand why that is, but this is cool than anything that my friends were doing. Baseball, Star Wars, it didn't matter. Like I was into that. And that's what what gained his curiosity. And just, just walking through the woods with that guy, he's like, a, it's it's crazy how much he knows about the natural world. It's right. just, he, it's he's a really good dude and really awesome. Um, so then we'll you know we we'll kind of meet the scientists. And I give them some questions about exactly what they are doing, what their what their work is about, and then they kind of show me how they how they go about answering the questions they're trying to answer and and how they collect their data and what they are are doing and and their mission so we try to have a lot of fun with it um i know we like to like to do the the blooper reel at the end is a lot of fun for (laughs) for our editor always yeah (laughs) he loves doing that (laughs) so um yeah we you know we and we just try to make it as uh entertaining as we can we don't want to do anything that's going to be you know silly or slapstick Right. You know, something that's going to distract away from from the message of science. Right. Um, I, th- I think you've done a good job of that, Chris. You've done a good job of of, of melding that that fun that the and yet the curiosity and the inquisitiveness to to get kids again to get asking questions to start mm-hmm. thinking through what did I just see here? What do I want to know next? And you've got some teacher resources even on your website as well. Yeah, that's right. So each episode comes with a discussion guide and then an activity. It could be a lab, like a, a inquiry lab. It could be a modeling activity, something that connects 
what we talk about in the episode to curriculum, what the teachers actually have to uh, have to teach. So there's there's plenty of stuff on there. Um, so that way, we because we didn't want to just share this video and teachers showed in class or the kids stumble upon it and like, all right, that's it. Now we got to go back to actually learning. Yeah. We wanted it to be a little more seamless. Yeah. So that way, you know, when you learned about uh, what the work at the Cincinnati Zoo, the work the Cincinnati Zoo is doing on uh, saving endangered species, you can then relate that to why gene pools are important and like why having a diverse gene pool is is so important. Yeah. And again, and, I just, I saw something. And again, I saw something that you had posted or retweeted, I think on your, on your Twitter today. And, and you can find Chris's Twitter. It's also really cool. It's at the science Jedi. Um, <laughs> I, I can completely understand that one. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. What, what, yeah. If, if, if you know, then you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you, but you, uh, you shared something where uh, kids were playing a Jenga game that had, had all the different types of uh, exactly basically creatures in a, in an ecosystem and That's just right. how you'd start taking those things out and what's going to happen. It's going to fall. I thought that was such a brilliant way to teach two things. One, like keystone species, right? Because you take mm-hmm. out that keystone species, the whole thing is going to collapse. Yep. But two, you know, ecosystems are resilient to a point, you know, right. especially as now as our, as our planet is going through so many changes, you know, small changes happen, small changes happen, and then things are okay until all of a sudden they're not. You know, thing, things don't change linearly, they change. Right. They're, they're not doing anything, and then boom, there's huge catastrophic changes that, that uh, um, you know, collapse maybe, entire food webs. Yeah, and maybe you're not ready for it. So getting kids right. to think through some of those things is, is a really good idea. So anyway, I just like wanted to share that one because that's just such a I cool thought that was so cool. I, I didn't even come up with that, but who, I, I'll have to, you'll have to give that person a shout out, uh, oh, yeah. whoever they do post it, because that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple of questions here for you, Chris, as we, as we uh, kind of get towards the end of, of this episode. It's a great resource. Uh, why do things like this just resonate? Why is STEM just get kids so excited? Well, I think schools have kind of partitioned the subjects over the years. And one of the things we tried to show in this, make in, in, in the show evident was that lines kind of blur in real life as opposed to what's really engineering, what's really science, what's really math and, you know, the integration of technology. And we wanted to show these people are problem solvers. They have, they happen to be solving a specific problem. Right. And that has to do with some sort of thing to learn about the world, but they're answering a question and they're not, you know, I wouldn't say one person is all only an engineer, only a tech, you know, they're only into technology or they're, they only use math. They kind it's those, those lines blur. And I think what kids like about that is that that is real life. STEM is real life. There is no, there's no clear cut bell that happens where you go, okay, this is, I'm done with science. Now I'm going over to English, right? That doesn't really. That whole silo effect. Right. And I think the STEM, the other thing I'll say is I think the STEM curricula ends up being more engaging because the answers to the questions are more open-ended. Right. And so there is more of that creative process that, that comes out. Now, not every STEM activity can be like that. And not every uh, activity that is good like that needs to be STEM. You know, right. you can you can build rockets in, in class and that can be a very STEM thing. And it cannot be that great of a great of an activity. And you or you can do something like super, super simple and it'd be the kids just be 
in super engaged and they're problem solving, they're talking to each other and they're critically thinking and they're, they're, they're all the things we want to, we want to see. So yeah. I think that's the other thing too, is that the, the curriculum lends itself to more of the creative process, the more problem solving, the let, let me try this, then yeah. let, let me see what happens, you know? Um, yeah. And I think that's one of the benefits of, of these videos that you've made, Chris, where you're just looking at these maybe everyday people. Uh, Every these, day. And, and people are going to, like you said, go into caverns, go into the zoo, go into nature preserve. Those kind of things are around in almost everywhere, no matter where you live. If, if you're just willing to, to step out and say, there is STEM around us, let's go find it, kids. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, you, there are scientists around you no matter what, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and I would say too, you know, the other great thing about STEM is that you can, you can try something and it not work and you can, and that's okay. As a matter of yeah. fact, that's, that's sometimes what you need. You need to see where that failure point is. Yeah, you do. And I think that's, that's good for kids to, to not only experience, but they like that. I'm like <laughs> I can screw up and no one's going to yell at me. Like it can, it can, it's not going to affect my grade. No one's going to say I'm a disappointment. Like I can try something and it flop and yeah. okay. Like, all right, well, what'd we learn yeah. here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like what, what did, what, what did that teach us sort of thing? And, and, and they, they like that, you know, they, they, they enjoy do. that. Yeah. Kids are, kids are great. So kids uh, are great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a last uh, fun question here for you, Chris, if you could have somebody from STEM come and be a guest on your show to you could, or you could go and interview them. Who, who would you just love uh, that person to be? Okay, so I'm going to try to think of, think of at least two people. Okay, One I've it. always tried to do is, or I've always thought was really awesome was Jan Eleven. She uh, she's a black hole astrophysicist, and oh, wow. I don't know if that would make a great science around Sensi episode, <laughs> but it'd be a just a fascinating conversation. Just to, <laughs> I would love just to sit down and just pick her brain for an hour. And All right, just, so that that'll be that'll be like the uh, the bonus video. The okay, okay, so. <laughs> Okay, sorry. So science around Cincy, I would, or even just on the video series, I think I would love to do like someone who does land management. Oh, cool. Especially out west where you're looking at big ecosystems and changing because I think it'd be a really fun episode to get out to and and to see how some of these ecosystems have been managed or how some of these habitats have been restored over time. I think it would be would be really really neat. Yeah, those those uh, those examples of where uh, they reclaim a prairie and and, right. and replant those kind of things are just incredible. Um, so cool. Yeah, I would love to let, and I would love to know like how they did it, how they started it, like yeah. how how I can do more of it. <laughs> you know? Well, Chris, so when uh, when science around Cincy becomes science around the U.S. or science around the world, uh, and and it's uh, it's nationally recognized PBS show, we'll, <laughs> we'll be right. excited to uh, to see that episode so chris it's been great any other any other last thoughts you'd, you'd love to share uh, with the listeners today uh you know i, I would just say check out signaroundcincy.com subscribe to our youtube channel you know we're getting started on our second season right now so we're going to try to have those episodes out those full big full episodes out probably in the fall but we'll be dropping you know short smaller shorts as as we go 
Yeah. So, so yeah, just stay tuned. Uh, follow us on the social medias and yeah, we'll, we'll, we're going to have a good time. That's awesome. So fall of 2020, look for uh, new episodes of Science Around Cincy and go to sciaroundcincy.com. Uh, Chris, it's been great chatting with you today. So exciting to just hear your passion for helping kids, not just engage with STEM, but engage with those real careers that are out there and people doing real stuff with STEM. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Yeah. And again, don't forget to subscribe to their YouTube channel and all their social media accounts. And if you need to find all those links, they'll be in the show notes as well. Also just found that Twitter video that we were talking about with the kids taking apart the biodiversity Jenga. So that's in the show notes as well. Another reason to check that out. It was actually Carrie Hines. So uh, shout out to Carrie Hines. She's awesome. Yeah. Uh, And again, thanks for listening to this episode of STEM Everyday Podcast. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Leave a review. It always helps educators to find it and uh, until next time if you need to contact me i'm at dailystem.com and keep on doing the great stuff with your kids